Kazuntite, sir. Ow. <laughs> I hurt my brain. <laughs> Sounds like Ralph Wiggum. All right, let's... Ow, my, my brain hurts. <laughs> I'm in danger. I bet my Wookiee. <laughs> I just... Uh, I beat the smart kids. I, I beat the smart Still kids. one of my favorite Simpsons moments is when he starts dating Lisa and she just feels bad for him. They go to the crest of the clown show and then she's like, I'm not your girlfriend. And then it immediately goes to and like Bart who T-voted. It was just like, and you can see the exact moment that his heart shatters. He's like, click, click, click right there. <laughs> oh, poor Lisa felt so bad after that. It was just, it's God. So funny, such a funny I'm show. I'm gonna marry Lisa. <laughs> All set for this. I'm ready. Okay, cool. Let's get this going here. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we're talking the new Brian Banks movie. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's discuss this very touchy subject. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, I got enough. Uh, okay, well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. Yep. This week was Jordan's week for Beer and Tell. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us? Well, I don't think we've had this on the show yet. Uh, I brought some Breakside, though, which I know we've had them on the show. This week, I brought their Passion Fruit Sour Ale. Oh, so, yeah. yes. Always something I can usually handle in Qu- a taster. Quench your thirst with that. Yeah. I can always do tasters of sours, but sours are just like punch me in the face. It's a it's a bit much, but it wakes you up. Woo! Yeah, it does. Gosh, I haven't had this in a while. It's delicious, but yes, very sour. But yeah, if you're into the sour ale, I definitely recommend the passion fruit here from Breakside. It's yeah. good stuff. Mm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, well, why don't we uh, do some movie news here? Daniel, what do you got for us? All right, so... Oh, wait. This week in movie news, we got a lot of little stuff. So I'm going to start going through it. But first, I don't know if you saw this, but this was a big deal. A lot of contention was that in an investor's call, Bob Iger, head of Disney announced that they were announced like many reimaginings for the Disney Plus service and one of the ones that got people up in arms was a reimagining of Home Alone. Are you kidding? Now, the What's thing next, of, Die Hard? Now they own Fox. Well, here's the thing is like I like they say reimagining, they don't say like necessarily like a remake like movie, but at the same time they've already made like Home Alone 3 and 4, which in my mind don't exist, but they're still technically... They There's a made, fifth out there, too. There's a fifth one? Yeah. Yeah, which, so they've already, like, kind of... I refuse to watch any of the sequels. In my mind, there's only two Home Alones ever. Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah. That's it. So they've always already kind of technically cheapened it to that point. So I'm like, all right, well, they've already made crappy upon crappy sequel of these great movies. Well, I just... So it's... I don't know. It, it's just like in the 21st century too, though. Like I don't know, because like in the first one, there's a lightning storm, power outage, also phone line cut due to that. Yeah. And you know, in this day and age, you pick up your phone like, "Hey, mom and dad, I'm calling your cell. You left me at home. Come back and get me." Yeah, exactly. I feel like 
They're gonna have to change a lot though to make it like believable that a kid was left behind for a few days. I probably guarantee that they're gonna turn into like a little cartoon series or something. I guess we'll see. Yeah. They'll always be two home alones to me, but we will see Disney. And speaking of Disney Plus, uh Disney also released photos for their live action Lady and the Tramp, which look they look like just regular dogs. From my understanding, they're using just real animals. And so it again have even more of the same issues of just like the animals not having the same facial expressions as animated animals do. But so another pointless remake is what you're saying. I mean, you? at least they like they're not putting this one in theaters. At least I don't have to go see this in theaters. Oh, they're not. No, it's straight to Disney is this Plus. Straight to Disney Plus. Straight to Disney Plus. So, I mean, dude, <laughs> I don't know. That's that is that's kind of put the cartoon on. I don't know. I mean, the cartoon should be there too. But we'll see. And then, just moving on. From, Aren't they doing a new Dalmatians also? Uh, actually. Yes. Didn't I hear something about Emma Stone or someone's playing quote? Um, well, they had a new casting. Joel Fry from Game of Thrones is playing Jasper in Disney's live-action Cruella, which is, he's one of like Cruella's lackeys. Okay. He's one of the two guys that like bumble around not being able to do anything. Jasper! Yeah. I forget the other one's name. I think Jasper and Horace. Horace? Yeah, that sounds right. I think Hor- Jasper's like the tall, lanky one, and Horace's was like the short, fat one. Yeah. It was kind of like it kind of was like the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> Joe yeah, it kind of was. Pesci and Daniel Stern. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like so that that could be interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to that, but I'm like, I don't know. We've oh, they already had two live action 101 Dalmatian movies. And then we still have the cartoons. So now we just get another live action. So who's that one, pl- who's playing Cruella? Cruella. Um, Cruella. Uh, I'm not sure. I swear I heard playing. something like Stone. I could be making that up though. I'm not sure. Oh, it's starring Emma Stone. Okay. Cool. Okay. So I didn't know about that. So, okay. So Cruella is Emma Stone, which should be interesting, which, you know, gives you at least a little bit more incentive to actually watch this. I mean, we've already seen two live actions, or at least I have. I remember the first one being pretty intense for me as a kid. It's scary. <laughs> All right. Um, Like, moving through, let's see, moving past all the Disney movies, Moving past the Disney... Go on. Moving past the Disney news, uh, we also have that the 2019 Emmys are ditching the host this year. They're following the Oscars footsteps, and it's going to be like uh, presenters are moving along the show, but no throughout host. Cool. Probably still won't watch it, but... (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to watch it either. I'm like, these just are too long. Like, to me, I mean, like, call me a dumb millennial, instant gratification... I'm just going to wait a day, and I'm just going to look through a list immediately when I wake up. Wait five minutes when after it ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't even have to wait a day. Yeah. Well, that, that we don't. We only have internet in my house anyway. We don't have cable TV, so anyway. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, for me, it's nor here nor there. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'll definitely look it up for the show and see what's going on, but... I don't really care. I mean, Emmys is just TV, right? And Netflix stuff. And I don't really watch a lot of anything that's on like a network. And I think Netflix, I'm pretty sure Netflix stuff is included in the Emmys as well. Um, So I only watch some Netflix stuff, but we'll see. I mean, I guarantee you like sooner or later, like they won't even like have it like on TV. It'll just like live stream it on like YouTube or something. You're going to have to get the NBC. Well, isn't, isn't NBC going to do a subscription based thing soon? 
I think so. Is, that's why they're talking about taking The Office off of Netflix, which is crazy because I hear that's one of the most downloaded or like viewed things on Netflix right now is Office reruns, Friends reruns. Yeah, it's, Friends is going to be locked behind that. Well, I heard a guy talking on a podcast too that his kids are getting into The Office without, without even asking. Like or like without not not asking, but without him introducing them to the office, they kind of discovered on their own. Because he asked his like son, they're both I think they're twins in junior high. He's like, "What are kids watching these days?" And he was like, uh, "A lot of them watch The Office." Yeah, I like, mean, really? So yeah, apparently a new generation coming up enjoying The Office. So it'll be kind of interesting when it goes off Netflix and because that's the thing with all these there's just getting to be the point where there's too many of these subscriber things I know it's like well now we're paying as much as we did for cable because it's all fragmented right and I, I like maybe three I like having Netflix Hulu Amazon Prime we're lucky that we come from a family so all of our siblings have like at least one thing that we all share amongst each other so we all share like we only pay for like two max per person it's true but so we have a pretty sweet deal but, you know, it's just, yeah, it's getting a bit much now. It, it is getting a little ridiculous. And now we got Disney coming into the ring. Got a new HBO Max or whatever the heck it's called. Oh, I haven't heard about that one. It's, yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's just like streaming services are getting a little bit out of control. And I would like the fewer the better, I guess. If, if you're not going to have all the same stuff, then fewer the better. Right. <laughs> but, you well. know, it's... All right. Any last things you got there for movie news? Um, the last thing I had. Oh wait. Did you Game of Thrones. Oh wait, no, no, never mind. That was everything. Okay. <laughs> I thought it. Oh, oh no, there is one more. The Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D. B. Weiss have signed a deal with Netflix to produce shows and movies for them. The closing deal amount was said to be $200 million. So these guys made $100 million a piece to agree to produce and TV shows and movies for Netflix. Jeez. Well, they're pretty busy. I mean, they're working on Star Wars right now, aren't they? Yeah. Working on a new Star Wars trilogy, and then now they have an ongoing deal with Netflix. Wow. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Good for them. All right. Well, why don't we move on here? And do a little segment called Weekly Look Back, where we talk about other things we've seen this week. Uh, I've got two things. Okay. I have two things as well. Okay. You can go first. I can go first. Doesn't matter. All right. Well, I'm going to go first. Uh, first T- thing. Tell I- you what. You go first. Oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. So this week I watched Zootopia. Oh, that's a fun one. Now, I've seen this before. And it was actually really interesting, like, watching it again. Especially now when we're in a super hyper polarized climate, even more so than when this movie came out. And I'm just like, this actually has like a lot of good things that people should rewatch it and kind of take from a nice cartoon show. I'm like, it's all about understanding each other and not fear, not having things fear based mm-hmm. and like, or else your society is going to start breaking down. It actually was surprising. I'm like, holy shit, like this hits harder than I remember it hitting. I think it's just because we're in like that hyperpolarized, not to get too political, but it's still a very interesting movie. And I think it has a, still a lot of good stuff that people need to pay attention to. 
in today's world. But I was just kind of surprised because I saw it once and I didn't remember having this much of a takeaway. Hmm. But now I'm watching it again. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, is that on Netflix right now? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, I think I saw it on there. That's a fun one. I haven't watched it in a while, but I've seen it a couple times. I saw it at least once in theaters and maybe right after. I it came just out. cannot believe that. Just watching, like, I love the like the art direction of this. I feel so horrible that I never saw this in a theater. It was good. Yeah, I bet. Like, it, the animation still holds up really well. I mean, it's, it's still pretty new, but it's it's really good. But yeah, okay, so that's Zootopia. Cool. Well, I was assigned a film. Daniel signed me last week. Another Disney cartoon, Tangled. So, Tangled is about the story of Rapunzel, the gal with the super, super long hair. I guess in this case, magic hair. Yeah. Because it can heal with healing power. Makes De-a- you young. De-aging ability, which something I'll talk about. And the next thing that I saw, I think some of these people have gotten a hold of that, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Tangled. I uh, never saw it. And I got to say, first time seeing it, I liked it. It was cute. Um, I think it was like amazing. It wasn't like I didn't like laugh. Sure, it's not like Frozen much. good, but... I'm- no, it was good though. I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. Um, but, you know, a little adventurous, and it was just I like the characters in it a lot too. Yeah, but yeah, I like Rapunzel herself the best, probably as far as characters go, and they did a good job making her, um, well, quote unquote, adopted stepmom, a total bitch. <laughs> yeah, did a good job with that. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I, I like- enjoyed it. I like. I love the. Uh, singing in the bar scene that was hilarious i know this one is like one of the i mean like i guess they get you get that more now from disney but like you didn't get it for a while but this one just feels like just like an adventure like you're going you're going you like you get so many different set pieces in this movie and like you know they're being pursued it's just it's a lot of fun yeah and i like the visuals too like especially like the when they're at night on the boat watching the lanterns go up like that was just really cool visually one thing that the I think the original Friday the 13th could take from this is when you hit somebody with a frying pan, pick the frying pan up and take it with you in case you need it again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's even on the cover. She's holding a frying pan. Yeah. I liked how <laughs> Just, that was featured throughout. Yeah. But yeah. It was fun, though. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't like it quite as much as like Moana, which I love that one. Moana. Moana. Or, uh, I don't know, Ralph Breaks the Internet. But it was good. I still enjoyed it. Uh, as far as compared to Frozen, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of kidding. I think I don't know. I like way I like less t- way less songs than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. But Frozen, like the visuals of Frozen, are just really really cool. Well, I mean, like one of my favorite visual gags in uh, Entangled is when I think his name's Flint, right? Flint Rider or something like that. The horse. Or no, the the or the guy. The, the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he breaks in. She hits him over the head with a frying pan, and he wakes up, and he's tied up in the chair with her hair, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. As she's like walking around to him, and I thought <laughs> I saw in the previews to this, if I recall, his I thought the hair had personality of its own, like she could physically will the hair to do stuff, but I guess not. No, I, for some reason I thought she could like will it to do stuff. I don't. I feel like I remember seeing that in the uh, previews, but maybe not. But yeah, there's I mean there's some good like visual gags too. I actually like, you know, watching her um, painting. Like, I thought that was cool. Like, they kind of show a day in the life of her, which kind of sucks to get you to think, like, man, imagine, like, she's basically prisoned in this place, can never do anything right. outside of here. Same thing every day, basically. Like, paint, bake, sing, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Same stuff every day while the stepmom's the only one that's allowed, or stepmom, the 
her supposed real mom is yeah. the only one allowed to go out there and do anything in the world. But yeah, you can see why she would want to get out of there, especially you know even to go see something like just the uh, lanterns go up in the air. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, I'd say check it out. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's if, I don't know time. if it's is it streaming anywhere. Cause it's not. My roommate had it on Blu-ray, so we just watched that on Blu-ray. No, I checked. I haven't. You can't stream it anywhere. You either have to buy it or you have to know somebody to grab it from. Okay, but yes, Tangled, fun. Check it out. All right, sweet. What else did you have, Daniel? Uh, the second one I had was Sunny with a Chance of Meatballs. This one is on Netflix currently. Cloudy. Um, or, <laughs> yeah, it is cloudy. Sorry, it is cloudy. I wrote it down as sunny for some reason. <laughs> but cloudy with a chance of meatballs. So I had never seen this movie before. Um, the only reason why it stayed on my radar was because it was made by uh, Phil and Lord. You know, made Into the Spider-Verse, Lego movie, um, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, Lord Miller. Yeah. So I with this had stayed on my radar just because I'm like, okay, well they elevate every project that they're in. Like watching this, I'm like, this is could so have eaten that so easily could have just been like a throwaway kids movie. But it actually was a lot of fun. It had like a good amount of heart, like unexpected amount, just like you get from like the Lego movie and stuff like kind of that like same like oh, like subverting the expectation of just watching a dumb kids movie. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it a lot. It's only an hour and a half long. Uh, I don't know. It's just a really fun movie for adults and kids. Yeah, that's one I never got around to seeing that I would like to check out still. Well, yeah, and yeah, for like you said, Lord and Miller were part of it or directed it. And yeah, I, I like their work. And I think the thing that pushed her over the edge, like this was the last movie that they made that I hadn't actually seen. Because I've seen everything else that they've done. That's cool. Including Solo. Which they technically got fired off of. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, it's definitely worth checking out. Like I said, like, it's just a fun movie. Is it like an amazing, like, I don't know, Moana? It's not Moana, but it's still a good, fun uh, animated movie. And I really liked it a lot. That's cool. Okay. So, my next thing here. Isn't a movie. It is a TV show that premiered last week. So Fox premiered their brand new, kind of reimagining, kind of like continuation of Beverly Hills 90210. And I got to say, Daniel, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, it was kind of funny. After Tangled, mm-hmm. we Roommate and I, we watched a couple episodes of Home Improvement, and I kept checking Hulu, like, is it on there yet? Is it on there yet? Finally, like, just after midnight, sure enough, they added it. So, looking at my roommate, like, I don't know about you, but I'm about to watch this, and she was like, all right, let's do it. So, at midnight, we started the new 90210, and... Yeah. But you liked it? Yes, it was... So it's not quite what people might be thinking, so it's not going to be like, it's not going to jump straight into them playing the characters again. They're playing like hyping versions of themselves, which is great, I think. So show kicks off with all the main actors. Um, You've got Ian Ziering, um, Brian Austin Green, Jason Priestley, Tori Spelling, and Jenny Garth, and... I can't remember her Gabrielle something I can never remember her last name for some reason all going to a, a Vegas event kind of like a Comic Con kind of thing where they're mm-hmm. in front of a panel talking to fans okay Shannon Doherty um, comes in via Skype she's like over in 
England, I think. She's somewhere on another part of the world. Uh-huh. So she comes in via Skype eventually. But yeah, it's all about them coming together at this and just kind of, you know, spend a few hours in Vegas together, kind of just talking. You know, we're just catching up on them, on their supposed lives. I mean, a lot of them look pretty accurate-ish. Like Tori Spelling and her husband doing a reality show together, having mm-hmm. half a dozen kids, and Jeez. her struggling to, you know, what's my next project going to be? We need money. Because, uh-huh. like, I don't know if you know Tori Spelling's story. Her dad was Aaron Spelling, huge, huge TV producer back in the day who produced 90210. Right. And, yeah, I don't know, worth $600 million when he died. All went to her mother. So, essentially, her mother is worth $600 million, and she is worth reportedly ha- less than half, or, yeah, less than a million uh huh. Which is just weird. <laughs> so probably some good family feud there. But yes, so Tori Schilling is essentially quote unquote broke. Right. <laughs> Looking for the next payday. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh it was fun though. Just being with the characters for a while. And that's what I'm talking about. Found a youth as far as like is couple of them. Mainly Ian Zering, who is fifty four, mm-hmm. doesn't look a day over let's say forty two. Okay. And is in great shape. Same thing with Brian Austin Green. I, although he and Tori were the babies of the whole group, like they're right. both 46 now. And they both, well, Brian looks great. Tori, not so much. Eh. <laughs> Had, uh, needs to fire her Botox person. There's always one, one out of the cast that always just like ages up incredible, like incredibly bad. Yeah, I don't know. That's what um, happened with like Saved by the Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Screech, I think it yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, they do pay homage to Luke Perry in the middle and at the very end. And yeah. I mean, it might even bring a tear to your eye. I know. 90210 reboot and Luke Perry just has passed away. I'm yeah. Like, been yeah. a few months. I mean, it really sucks. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's only going to be seven episodes long, but I'm curious to see where it goes. I, I enjoyed the first episode. Looking forward to more next week. So, Sweet. or this week, I guess. So as, not, as sounds like not a disappointment for 90210 fans. No, not at all. I mean, if you're a fan of the show, I mean, again, it's not going to be like groundbreaking amazing, but it was fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Our sister, who is a 90210 fan, watched it the other day and she said she loved it. Oh, good. So, sounds like it's perfect for 90210 fans. Perfect. Anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's get to our movie here. All right, so today we are talking the new Brian Banks film here, starring Aldous Hodge, Greg Kinnear, Sherry Shepard. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yeah. So yeah, Brian Banks, it's a true life story about a gentleman who, when at the age of 16, was wrong, wrongfully accused of rape, sentenced to jail, and the movie kind of picks up when he's, he's on parole, he's got an ankle bracelet, and mm-hmm. he's trying to get his name cleared at this point, and like really prove his innocence yeah so that's kind of where the movie main focus is is him trying to prove his innocence like 10 years after this incident happened there's a few flashbacks to the incident mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, i guess going into this movie um i you know i saw the trailer a couple times i thought it looked good uh i got more excited uh this, just this week before seeing the movie he was on the adam carolla show interviewing all right so it was cool hearing that interview and that got me more excited for the film. Uh, he, I guess he's got a book out there, too, now that I'd like to check out. Yeah, I did look up the name of the book. Yeah, the book is called What Set Me Free. And yeah, if you look at if you get it on Audible, he narrates it as well, too. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, wrote and narrated by Brian Banks. But yeah, interesting story for sure. Um, but yeah, going to the movie. So yeah, I was getting kind of excited to go see it. Uh, I, got, I got to say... Um, 
a little bit of a letdown as far as storytelling goes, but a very, uh, I guess, intriguing story. Yeah. For sure. Uh, definitely enjoyed watching it on the big screen. Kind of felt a little hallmarky as far as the movie making goes, but I'd still say good movie to check out overall. Yeah. Uh, what were your like going in thoughts? So going in thoughts, I was just like, I, well, honestly, I didn't even think we were going to be seeing this movie. Um, so I was kind of like, because I've seen the trailers, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I don't really want to see Dora. Yeah, interesting, but, you know, I don't know. And then you, you told me about the interview. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that sounds interesting. And so we ended up picking this movie this week. Um, so going in, I was just kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. We talked a little bit bef- beforehand. But, yeah, like, you're right. Like, I was watching it. I'm just like, okay, it feels like the filmmaking is a little bit off i guess like and it does feel like a hallmark movie like i should be sitting at home in my couch in my sweats watching this movie um it's like as far as hallmark feeling goes mm-hmm. um but overall yeah yeah like i had the same like kind of takeaways like the story was really interesting really intriguing and it made me want to listen to like that interview that you're talking about which i listened to part of it before the show and then it makes me also want to check out the book and like the supplementary uh, i guess like interviews and in the book like, I want to know more about his story. Yeah, after I, I got to say, it was. I listened to this whole It's like a 30 minute interview he does with Corolla. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good interview. I almost like that more than the movie because you're hearing from Brian himself tell the right. story with, you know, people like Adam asking questions and things like that. But yeah, it was a, just a crazy story. Like, so at age 16, falsely accused of rape and yeah, sent, treated like an adult or tried, tried like an adult and sent straight to jail. Mm-hmm. They said. It could have been anywhere from a 21 prison sentence to life. Yeah. 21 years to life over a lie. Yeah. It's just so crazy to me. So, yeah, I, I guess instead of really talking about the film, we could talk more about the story. I don't know if this is going to be a very long episode, really, but we can talk yeah, a lot about the story. But I just thought it was crazy. And what I, what I would have done, too, as far as the movie goes, because, you know, it picks up after prison. He's um, got parole going, got mm-hmm. the ankle bracelet, trying to clear his name. And that's when he meets um, Greg Kinnear's character, Justin was it Justin Brooks, I believe was his name. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what the movie revolves around mainly. But there's so much more detail, like when you hear him interviewed, that I'm sure the book has too, that I would like, I wish was in the movie. Like, I think this should have just picked up with the incident as far as it happening, going down. Right. Because, I mean. And really, like, laid that out for the audience. And I wish it would have taken it, I don't want to say, like, darker, but I wish that scene was longer. I didn't like the girl at all. Like the uh, yeah, in the movie they Kanisha Kanisha I think is her name. Yeah, like in in the film they essentially like make her and her mother almost a hundred percent unlikable or unsympathetic. Yeah, but I I wanted it sounds funny. I wanted more hate towards them. Like I really really wanted to hate them. I pretty much did, especially hearing him talk about himself the other day on the interview. Yeah, but I really really like. I, I like I said I wish that scene would have been a little longer because like one thing he talked about that didn't make the movie was so it's summer summer school time there's supposed to be a a crew here to film his football team right because you know he's 16 years old he's a high school football star mm-hmm. he's um you know this takes place in Long Beach California he's got a verbal agreement to go to USC after high school mm-hmm. and then probably from there NFL so he's got his whole this whole football career lay it laying ahead of him right. And so what happens is he's in a class. He he wants to step out and make a quick phone call. And the teacher is like, well, I guess you can. But if you do, hey, while you're out there making the phone call, why don't you deliver these papers for me? Right. 
you know, he just wants to step out and make a phone call, and he's like, deliver these papers for me. He's like, all right, fine. That's when he's, you know, going through the hall of the school, sees the Kanisha gal. They have an exchange, and I guess she has to go to the restroom, so he escorts her to the restroom. She goes in, comes back out. They talk more. Then they end up going to this one building. They call it 700 building. building. 700, yep. Yeah. And there's a little make-out sp- corner that kids know about, so they go down there and do a little making out, and, you know, they never have sex or anything. just make out for a little bit. Maybe get slightly touchy feely, and then maybe his conscious kicks in. He's like, "I got to get back there. Like, there's football stuff going on. I got to get back to." Right. I mean, like, in, in the movie but, they get spooked by like a teacher coming down. Yeah, they get spooked by a teacher, and he's like, "But it kind of still hits his head. Like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right place to be doing this at. Like, this is cool and all, but I let's just I don't want to jeopardize anything with my career, football career and stuff. So he's like, "Hey, this is fun, but let's let's not." And I guess it was that same day he gets arrested, and then they start trial him for alleged rape. Right. Which is just rape and kidnapping charges, which is just crazy. Yeah. And he talks about it in the interview, and they talk, they touch about it on the movie, how her story kept changing, which, I mean, it, it's, it's just... usually, like, especially in court case, a really surefire way that knows somebody's lying. But, yeah, they didn't, they don't, in the movie, they don't show the interaction with the teachers, because, I mean, like, if the teacher didn't ask him to deliver those papers he just stepped out of class to make a quick phone call and came back right none of this would have happened no like he's kind of just crazy it's one of those like what like this random one of an inconsequential thing changed 11 years of it well his whole life well essentially, yeah but. i mean because 11 of 11 of his i can't talk 11 years of his life just down the drain essentially and football career down the drain and which, if not for the clear conviction well i guess that's a spoiler i don't know if not for that, the rest of it list would be following him for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I guess as far as the movie goes, I would have liked it if it picked up, started at the beginning of the story with that whole day instead of that being a flashback, just started mm-hmm. there, have him get arrested, and then sentence, and then maybe we fast forward to pick up with him outside and you know where the story does pick up as far as the movie goes. I feel like, yeah. But I wanted I wanted the scene to the scene should have been longer and better as far as him and that gal's interactions go. Yeah. I mean, again, we should have really, really, really strongly hated that girl because I mean, she one little lie and just ruined his life. Yeah. And one thing they they touched on briefly in the movie is her mother sued the school district and ended up walking away with one point five million dollars. Right. Yeah. So. And that's something they do touch in the movie is like when the two of them are talking to somebody, someone, because she actually reaches out to him mm-hmm. and they get together. Um, her biggest concern is, well, am I going to have to pay the money back? Because that's going to take a long time. Yeah, it's one of those things like you would In other like, words, I spent most of it. Well, yeah, I'm like, I mean, it seemed like more like probably her mom spent most of it, at least in the context of the movie. And one thing that I thought, I'm like, you know, like some, a thought that I had while watching it, I'm like, if they didn't get a settlement, like if there was just like, he just went to jail over the lie, but they didn't have any like, like money, like they didn't get any money from the entire ordeal. If it, if she would have eventually just come forward and recanted it. Cause it seemed like one of the main reasons why she's like, she's like, I can't come forward cause they'll ask for all that money back and we can't pay it back. So what are we going to do that? Yep. Like you just kind of think like if the money wasn't involved, whether she would have recanted like a lot sooner i mean she was kind of tricked into it um i i I couldn't believe if that word for word was true like she so she messaged him on facebook messenger and she's like 
Hey, how's it going? So what do you, what do you say we just let bygones be guy bygones, forget the past, and like clean slate? And he's just like, "Are you kidding me?" And it's like eleven. Do you know what you've done to my life? Yeah. Over lying. He talks about it with the uh, Corolla, and I, I'm really I'm thinking it really is like her as far as why she lied. It's just oh, I don't want to look like a hoe to my friends. So well, it's more like she didn't want the parental pressure from her mom or her mom. No, oh yeah, exactly. Which just I'm like the, her mom just is a piece in this movie, mm-hmm. and so I'm like if that's even remarkably she maybe she's even worse in real life. Maybe she's because like whole thing was I don't, I don't know. Like any I feel like even if she had. But they, why does the mom even need to know that they made out under the stairwell? I don't know. That's some part but that didn't I, make I, a lot of sense. Well, I think it is like he talked about on the show was the actual Brian Banks talked about she maybe feared, like, since it was pretty brief, that he's going to go off tell all his buds, like, hey, guess what? I just made out with so-and-so underneath the bleachers kind of right. thing. Like, yeah, I barely didn't do anything. So, yeah, if anyone's looking for a good makeout, go talk to this girl. So... She was like, well, I don't want to, yeah, again, look like a hoe to my peers, so. <laughs> oh, I keep using that word, but. I don't know. Just like, essentially, like, she, it's, like, it had a partial feel in the movies that she was afraid she was going to get, like, slut-shamed by everybody in her school. Yep. So, instead, turns it around, and it sounds like in less than 24 hours, like, oh, yeah, he totally raped me. Drug me, like, kidnapped me, took me downstairs. I do like that was one of the parts that they talk about in the movie is how they passed so many open classrooms that were full to go down there. Right. And if, she, like, he was dragging her, kicking and screaming, there's no way nobody, there's no way no one would have heard her. Right. So that was a cool part. But, yeah, so I guess as far as the movie goes, I talked about some things I did like about it. Um, I liked I liked the guy that played him in general, Brian yeah. Banks. Um, I got his name here, Alden Hodge. I thought he was really good. I don't, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. I'm trying to see what it is. I guess oh, I guess he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance back in '95, straight out oh. of Compton. Star Trek, something short treks. Some so he's he's been in some stuff. Yeah, Black Mirror. So, but yeah, I I enjoyed him quite a bit as the lead. I liked him. And I liked his relationship with Greg Kinnear. Uh, Greg Kinnear, I thought did great as the uh, Justin Brooks dude. Yeah, no, I like Ju- I like the uh, Justin Brooks like the. What is it? The Innocence Project is what he ran. Yeah, um, I, I thought uh, like his cause for starting that up too. I, I was cool that they showed his background a little bit. Yeah, like why he do, does what he does, and even yeah. like br- even at the end of the movie in the post credits, they talk about they show some slides that the girl that he started the Innocence Project to free is still in prison, mm-hmm. a plea deal for the death penalty. Yeah, um, which was crazy. That was I, I didn't even know that could happen. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, one of the things that I liked is that it really showed the struggle, like of like, because you know, it starts out with him out of uh, jail, having just all he's trying to do is get a job, because he still lives with his mom in like a little apartment because she had to sell her house to pay for legal fees. Yeah, I wish they would have touched on that more too. And that's why I kind of wish the beginning, like in the beginning of the movie, we would have just touched on that incident and then like short the sh- things that happened shortly after right before we fast forward to the now though to what was the present in the movie because uh-huh. yeah his mom sold her house sold her car i believe too to try and pay for a lawyer end up being a shit lawyer they have dna evidence as well as like he was saying in the interview and i think it touched face in the movie that lawyer didn't even go to the scene of the crime to investigate it right didn't bother dna so just a crap lawyer sold her house and just what was the point basically yeah 
And even with the uh, plea deal that he was kind of forced into, she's like, you'll probably be out in like three months back with your family. And then immediately in the movie, it shows that he's just like, immediately just like six years, no parole. Just so immediately he's just like, okay, okay. I I just want to get past this, get through this. And just like in three months. Okay. Fuck it. Whatever. He's 16. Three months is an eternity to a 16 year old. Yeah. So imagine six years, six years. I couldn't even, um, I mean, football career just down the drain right there i just i couldn't even imagine that like especially those first few months could you just imagine the anger you would feel knowing you didn't do anything wrong and here you are in prison yeah with people who actually murdered and right did all those things that i would just be furious like i would be like hating on that one chick for sure like till eternity like oh i just i oh my gosh i just i couldn't imagine the anger i would feel oh yeah no I, i know like that's one thing like they always show him like a co- with a cool head, like especially even when he's in prison, like they show him a little snarky. But like listening to his interview, he's like, "I was angry. I was so angry." Like they don't do a, they don't really do a good job of him, uh, like in the movie as far as like him showing like being angry about it. He just show him like being sad, and then he immediately meets like the Morgan Freeman character who just like teaches him to look past it and move past it. Yeah, which that had to have been months, if not a couple years after he was initially put in there. Yeah. I mean, again, like those first few months, he's just going to be flame and furious, which who wouldn't be? Right. So, yeah, I know. Like, because in a sense, she lured him down too. Like, she was flirty. I mean, they showed it in the movie. And I mean, I don't know. I like it. it girl, I think girls got their part too. <laughs> it's just like it seemed consensual on both parts. And then when he's like, all right, I have to, we can't do this, then, you know, it, like I said, like maybe embarrassed her. Like, High schoolers are not rational people. No. <laughs> They're not. Like, I, just, I, I wasn't. I just can't believe the lengths to go to say he raped me down there when they didn't even have sex, period. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. that I know. That's just insane. And it's, I don't know. So, But yeah, they, they did not paint her as a likable character at all. And I mean, gosh, when he catches up with her, like, 11 years later, she's got, what, three kids, she said? Yeah. Basically just living off the money that they got from the school district and, yeah, popping out kids. It's just not really doing much with her life. They, they don't paint her in a good picture. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I know. Which, like, you don't really know if that's, like, just the movie, like, trying to, like, this is Brian Banks. He's great. And this is the girl. And she's horrible. Like, you don't know if that's just, like, part of the movie narrative that they're pushing. And like I said, I hadn't listened to the entire Brian Banks or read the book, which I'm really interested to read the book. I'm to curious to read the book, like. Word for word from himself kind of thing. I mean, it was great yeah. hearing him interviewed last week, but yeah, I'm curious to uh, read the book myself. But yeah, um, what was that one gal that he met who was his trainer? That was uh, Karina, I think? Yes. Karina, yeah, played by Melanie uh, Libbard. Uh, she was cool. I liked her. He says in the interview she was, in the, she was kind of a combination of two different girls he met outside of jail. Okay. That he would, you know, I dated, they said as far as like, sake of an hour and a half movie they just put those two girls into one character right but i enjoyed her character quite a bit you know as trainer trying to get him back into shape football ready yeah right, anyway yeah because he's got you know ankle bracelet he can't go anywhere without a burner he can't go near parks and that was another thing i thought was kind of neat was his relationship with his parole officer like yeah. he'd get phone calls from him like hey you can't be here like a great scene is when they're at the museum yeah he's just trying to you know have be on a date night with her and like hey you're near a park. You got to get out of there. And yeah. And having to cut the date short. I mean, I thought scenes like that were good. And I did like that relationship with this parole officer, too. Yeah, he's like, not like against him, but he's just like, you can't be there. Like, there's nothing I can do if you don't get out. 
you know, because he's like, I think he's like, yeah, people make mistakes. Like he didn't know he didn't. Well, he need, he should have ch- even like admits it. Like I should have checked before I bought the tickets, but you know, he just didn't. And then he gets called. It's like, you need to leave. Cause you're like across the street is a park from this art museum. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, I don't know. It just like shows like the, like day to day struggle too. Of just like, I, he can't find a job. Yeah. And like the one job he found is like a traveling job that sets up fences. And one of the places that they set up fences was at like a carnival. And his parole officer is like, you need to leave. Yeah. You think like, kids aren't at a carnival? He's and he's like, like, it's like I'm going to get fired. They're like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they show the struggle. They So there's a lot of, there are a lot of positives film. I know we call it like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. They did show some good, um, you know, scenarios like that, though. I thought overall, I don't think it was like, they didn't, I don't think they did a crappy job telling the story. I just think I could have been a lot better. Yeah. Like, there could have been, like, more getting you a little more emotionally, like, um, not raged up, but uh, emotionally primed, I guess. Primed, I guess. Yeah, a little more emotionally primed. I just would have done things just a little different and had some scenes a little longer. I would have shown, like, his mom losing her house or selling her house and things for the lawyer and then showing yeah. the lawyer not doing anything. But. Yeah, I don't know. I thought overall, I, I enjoyed it as far as the movie goes. Um, I enjoyed the story. Like the, the story, story itself, like rises yeah. the is the most interesting part of the uh, entire. Is there thing. anyone we haven't talked about? We talked about his parole officer. We talked about the gal. Um, you know, his trainer. Right. I, I did enjoy their relationship quite a bit. Um, I think it's not. I don't know. Is there really anything to spoil in this movie? Uh, I don't know. Because I, I will say one scene I loved at the end though is um, when he does clear his name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually, there was a little touch of emotion there when he was walking out of the courthouse. I yeah. liked that a bit, actually. That got to me. Mm. So maybe the it did do a good enough job as far as um, getting some emotions going, but I right. c- there could have been a little more still. Yeah. But yeah, when he walked out of the courthouse being, after his name being cleared was great. Mm-hmm. I actually did like the scene where they set up the girl to record her yeah. to get her to admit to where she... What what were they what were, what did she think I I kind of missed it what did she think she was at or doing I'm not sure they said that they they said it in the movie that like oh she thinks she's here for like a consultation I'm like but for what like this I I don't understand what she thought was happening when they were talking maybe because they like I said they don't do a good job in the movie explaining how they got her there and what she thinks that this is that they're doing on yeah. our end. We just know that they're set up cameras to try and get her to confess. Uh, how ballsy is that? The, her communicating with him on Facebook, like, Hey, that seems just like either ballsy or just so ignorant as to what you did to somebody's life. I think she's narcissism all the way right there. Like it could, especially with that whole, like, let's just let bygones be bygones. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> you like ruined the- my life. I could have had a football career, an NFL career. And you, that's gone now, thanks to you. Yeah. Thanks to one little lie. Because what, you didn't want your peers to think this of you or your mama to think this of you because you made out with the dude? Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just like high school overreacting that ruined somebody's life. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, just like, yeah, like I said, like, I'm not saying that. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's hard to talk about stuff like this, but it's just like, you know, like high schoolers, they're not rational people. They do stupid things. No. But it's just like to get pressured into like, and like I said, I think from what I like gathered from the movie, um, like, you know, it seemed like once they got the settlement that complicated her. Like, I feel like it, at least in my mind, it seemed like if there wasn't that at least a vast amount of money involved, but if like the money was out, I feel like it seemed like at least the character that 
they presented in the movie. Well, not likable. It seemed like she might have recanted her statement if there wasn't money involved with the barrier to like, to like, well, they might yeah. take it back. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee most of it was spent and they're like, Oh, well, if we have to pay it back because people found out we lied. Shoot. Um, yeah. huh, well, uh, Hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and I can't go get a job because I got three kids. I got to watch. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure, yeah. but it's just like, that's just like, uh, hypothesis oh, but what, what i was leading up to another good moment after he's leaving the courthouse though when his name is cleared is he goes to a park and he's watching these young boys play some football together he gets a phone call and it's his former high school coach who is now a seahawks coach and you, right. you hear him go and th- this brian banks confirms that this actually happened uh-huh. pretty much like this he gets the phone call and the guy's like hey how would you like to come try out for the seahawks and just like wow you just life like life is back, like just like, that's like the ultimate feeling of like oh this is what the freedom. So yeah, he goes did. to football camp. He doesn't actually make the Seahawks. He talked about this in the interview too. He doesn't actually make the Seahawks. He gets cut, uh, cut. But um, he does get a chance to try out for other teams and ends up playing for the Atlanta Falcons for a little bit. Right. I you know because he's starting his career at this point at age twenty seven, I believe. I think so. So I'm not sure. I mean that's pretty old for a rookie, for your rookie year. Right. But. Yeah, I, I don't know how long he played for NFL. He's not in that NFL anymore because that was back in like 2013, I think. I think so, yeah. But yeah, now he's he's more working with the uh, Justin Brooks guy, just kind of bringing light to stories like this and trying to bring other people that are falsely accused to justice. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I'm I'm real curious to read his book though. I really would at least get the audible and listen to it. Yeah, I mean, like, like I guess like that's kind of like my exiting thoughts. Too. It's just like as far as like the movie is fine, but I am much more interested in the story and reading supplemental like 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 his books and like listening to interviews from him himself. Yeah, like that's what this movie primes me to really want to. It, bring, it brings awareness though, I guess, to, which is pretty cool. I think. Yeah. So yeah, could have been better. I guess we can grade this out. I mean, yeah, let's let's, let's wrap this up here. Degrade it out. Uh, I'm just gonna say solid B. And here, so overall, good story. Could have been executed a little bit better for the screen. I do give it points for uh, only being an hour 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Still like the main actors in it and the characters in it, the relationships that he had with people. Overall, it was pretty good. Just could have been better, I think. I I think it was a little bit above average, but wasn't great still. So that's why I give it a solid B. Yeah. See, like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like a solid B um for like just like the movie making itself wasn't great felt a little bit cheesy and hallmarky at times but it's still and it should have done a little better with like laying out like the beginning like the story like the case i guess like Mm -hmm. laying out the facts of the case and then moving on to like his current life but you know i'd say b like it's just like i think the story is still really interesting it's still like wanted to see it through once i started once the movie started and I'm glad that it finally like worked out and like he just got his life back. No, same here. So yeah, if anything, this movie raises awareness and yeah, makes you want to learn more about Brian Banks and just kind of the situation in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's something you need to necessarily run out to theaters to see. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to support it. Same time though, definitely it'll be on streaming services before we know it. So I'm sure it will. Stream it or rent it. It's definitely you know I don't know if I would ever 
buy this movie, but definitely would stream it and or rent it and see it again. Yeah. I just don't know if it's one I watch over and over and over and over to where I need to buy it. Probably not, but definitely if you're interested in this, like I would say like even maybe before you see the movie, buy the book. Yeah. Check out the book. Re- like check out try and find some interviews. What's the book called again? It is How I Got My Freedom. What Set Me Free by Brian Banks. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check it out. Very interesting. Okay. Well, two B's here, solid B movie. Why don't we move on here to some gambling? So Daniel. Last week we gambled on Dora. Did we now? So last week for Dora, the lost city of gold, I think, whatever the hell it's called. I put down twenty one percent and Daniel put down thirty four percent. And at the time of recording, with only six reviews, it was 66%. So two out of three liked it. So I'm a little scared this week for this one, Daniel. So you think it went up or do you think it went down? Do you think it I went like... I think it probably went down, but not by much, if I had to guess. Okay. So Daniel, what is, as of time of recording, is Dora sitting at? With an 87% audience score. Well, but the tomato meter is at 81%. Really? 81% so for Door of the up? Explorer. Yeah, and that's, wow. with, that's with 81 reviews now. So are we missing out on something? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't I just, think we're I missing just, out on something. I saw the trailer so many times before other movies that I just, no, no, no. All right, well, Daniel, you won. I really wasn't expecting this. I thought this was going to drop like a rock. Um, and I didn't actually look it up beforehand, so this is me being surprised. I so I didn't know that I was gonna win. Um, so Daniel won again for like the fourth or fifth week in a row. Oh, well, yeah. crap! I wasn't I wasn't planning for this. I wasn't. Well, uh, while you think about it, why don't we gamble on next week's thing? Why don't we gamble on? How about the Good Boys coming out this? Good Boys. All right. So Good Boys here. I forget who directed that. Uh, I don't know. The writer was on Corolla also. Was it Seth week. Rogen? Produced it, I think. Yeah, he did. Okay, I got mine. Good boys. Oh, okay. I'm going like... Okay. All right. All right, so I have mine written down as well. Did you look it up first? No. Okay. I wrote it down. All right. So, for good boys, I think it's going to be slightly above average. Maybe not great, but above average a little bit. I put 73. Okay. Um, I wrote, I actually gave it like way low score, lower than yours. I wrote down 50%. 50%. All right. Like, okay. I laughed in the trailer, but I'm like, it feels like the movie that it will be all the funny parts is those parts. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. I can't tell if it's just a good trailer or not. I mean... Doesn't look like an amazing movie, but it doesn't look that bad either. So, as of time of recording, what is Good Boy sitting at? So, with 25 reviews, it's actually sitting at an 80%. Okay. So, early polls show that you're uh, you're in it. All right. Well, if it doesn't drop too much, I might actually get to sign Daniel something again. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? All right. Well, did you know what you're going to sign me yet? Oh, my goodness. Ugh. I really should prepare for these things. Yeah, you should. I really should. I mean, you've seen Super Bad, right? Yes. 
Okay. Mm. Mm, I feel like there was a movie on Netflix that... There's a few on there I haven't seen. So, yeah. If you want to sign something on Netflix... Yeah, I'm going to actually be uh, babysitting some cousins tonight. So, yeah. After they go to bed, I need something to watch. Sign me something. Well, yeah. I'll sign you this one because this is like a little bit different. I've been signing you fun movies. This one is an hour and 15 minutes. Not terrible. Road, uh, Roadhouse. No. Well, for next week, just because you should definitely check this out, but the extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile that uh, Ted Bundy uh, Netflix movie with uh, the guy from High School Musical. Zac Efron? <laughs> Zac Efron. I don't know. I couldn't think of his name. Okay. Zac Efron. Well, that works. Cause I still haven't watched the documentary yet, but I want to see the movie before the documentary. And they're actually direct. The documentary, the docuseries on Netflix, the Ted Bundy tapes and this movie are both directed by the same person. Okay. So he kind of like does the factual stuff and then he kind of like streamlines. Okay, I didn't know that. I yeah. still feel like I'd rather watch that first than watch the documentary because I think more will unfold in the documentary. So yeah. I'd rather watch it in that order. Okay, all right. So. But definitely check that out. It's pretty good. I think, uh, I don't know, like I'm really into true crime. So it's something that I definitely enjoy a lot. But uh, I'd like to see what you thought of it. Like at least as far as like movie wise goes and how you enjoyed it and how the story unfolds. Well. Downloading it right now, because, yeah, I will need something to watch tonight after those kids go to bed. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, Daniel. That was fun. Uh, Yeah, good talk today. What are we watching next week? Uh, I think it's Blinded by the Light next week. Blinded by the Light. Yeah, as much as I want to see Good Boys, I want to see Blinded by the Light more. (laughs) Yeah, same. All right. Well... Where can everybody find us, Daniel? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know uh, if you saw Brian Bakes, what'd you think? Uh, if you've read the book or, well, I mean, it just came out. So if you're reading the book or, you know, listen to interviews, let us know what you think about the story and what you're looking forward to seeing in the future. All righty. Well, that wraps it up for this week, Daniel. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week here on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.